Hi, this is Bill Crockett, and welcome to the Biblical Counseling Series, Let's Talk Marriage. A biblical look at marriage and what it involves before you do it. May God bless you as you study this together. Well, welcome back. It's time for us to start session number two, which is entitled, What Can We Expect? Uh, in this particular lesson, we're going to talk about uh, one main thing. And let me, let me just read you the statement on page six in your study guide that uh, kind of describes this. Unrealistic expectations can be the greatest source of marital problems. We actually talked a little bit about this in our first session, um, about the idea that quite often we think that love conquers everything. Um, and, and primarily what we're talking about is an unrealistic, or maybe better yet, we should say an uneducated expectation of what marriage is really like. And so part of the reason, as we learned in our first session, why we go through premarital counseling is to learn what's involved in marriage so that when you get married, you don't have these false expectations of what it's supposed to be like. And thus, you get shocked when marriage is not what you thought it was going to be and, uh, and create unnecessary problems. So today, we're going to look at basically two things. Number one, things that must be considered in order to get a full understanding of what to expect when you get married. And then second of all, some dangers to watch for. And so let's, let's begin with a passage of scripture um, in Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 1 uh, that I want to use to kind of kick off this uh, what can we expect in marriage. Galatians 6.1. The Bible says this, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Have you ever said or heard someone say, that will never happen to me? Well, that's exactly what Paul is talking about in that verse. We're all human, and as human beings, we have what the Bible calls a sin nature, or fleshly desires that are basically selfish. And as a result of that, we are all capable of sin. And so, in, a, in any kind of relationship, whenever one member of the relationship mistreats or does wrong to the other member of the relationship, the proper way to handle it is to gently forgive and restore the relationship. And that's what we're going to talk about today. In order to do that, there are some things, first of all, that must be considered. If you'll notice in your study booklet, I've listed eight things that we will be considering as we go through our next sessions. Now, actually in session number four, we will talk about each one of these things in detail. The only reason I mention them now is because I want you to begin thinking about them and even talking about them together so that you, you are prepared for when we get to session four and we actually address these things. So let me just quickly read them to you. Number one, why do you want to get married? Um, you know, what, what, what is it about getting married that you think you need to have that you don't already have just being friends? So why do you want to get married? Number two, what do you expect to get from being married that you don't have right now? 
And think about that. You know, why do you want to get married? And what do you think it is that, that's going to be added to your life that you don't already have? Number three, what do you see as your responsibilities? When the two of you become one and you form one home, uh, what, what do you think your responsibilities are going to be? And I don't want you to, to, to think about your responsibilities in light of what you think the other person wants them to be or what you think he or she thinks they're going to be. What do you right now think your responsibilities are going to be when you get married? Number four, how do the two of you make decisions together right now? Because when, when you get married, you have to make decisions together. Well, how do you do it right now? Number five, how many children do you see yourself having? Have you talked about that? Number six, who is going to pay the bills and who's going to manage the money and why? And you talk about that. Number seven, who does the cooking? Who cleans the dishes? Is it one person? Is it a joint effort? What do you expect that to look like when you get married? And then number eight, where will you spend the holidays? How will you celebrate the holidays? Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Easter, family vacations, those types of what are commonly called traditions in a family. Have you talked about those? How is that going to look when you get married? What do you expect it to look like after you get married? Um, and, and let me just warn you right here. Don't assume it's going to look exactly the way it has always looked in your life. Because you're becoming one with another person who has had a totally separate life. And so you're bringing these two lives together under one roof as one entity called the home. And so these are things that you need to start talking about. You need to discuss. And you need to make sure that you've already decided how you're going to deal with these things and how you're going to answer these questions. And again, in session four, we'll talk about these in more detail. Number two, some dangers to watch for. Uh, let me give you five of these. First of all, number one, unrealistic expectations. And that's kind of what we're talking about. As we go through this series, we will begin to uncover some of your expectations, and we will together help to identify the ones that are unrealistic and the ones that are realistic. Okay, Two things. It will not happen to us, and we can handle this. I want to share a verse with you, John 15 and verse 5, where Jesus said, Without me, you can do nothing. The reality is Jesus Christ needs to be the center of your relationship, for without him, there are going to be plenty of things that come into your life that you can't handle. And so we want to help watch out for these unrealistic expectations and bust those myths before you get married. Number two, something else to watch out for, personal maturity issues. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 24, after God instituted marriage and the home, by giving Eve to Adam as a helpmate. He said this in verse 24. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Now, there's a lot of things here that, that, that God is saying that are very, very critical to marriage. Um, for this reason, a man leaves his father and mother, joins to his wife, and they become one flesh. Let me give you three things here. Number one. You've got to be careful that you don't still want to live a single lifestyle. 
And this is the personal maturity issue. Are you ready to take on the commitment and the responsibility of married life? Um, I, I tell young couples quite often, if you don't want to stop living the single lifestyle, if you still want to hang out with the guys, if you still want to run around with the girls, if you still want to flirt with the opposite sex, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with any of that. But you just can't do it and be married because it's not proper. So nobody is sticking a gun to your head telling you you have to get married. So if you still want to live the single lifestyle, that's okay. But stay single. Don't get married. That's a maturity issue. To become married takes physical and spiritual maturity because it's a huge responsibility. Number two, watch out for lack of responsibility. Um, Just because somebody gets married doesn't mean that they are just going to automatically become responsible. If the person that you are thinking about marrying is irresponsible in areas of their life right now, they will continue to be irresponsible even after you get married. Walking down the marriage aisle does not magically take an irresponsible person and make them responsible. You need to talk about that. Number three, financial instability. If someone mismanages money now, if they are unstable in their financial desires now, getting married is not going to change that. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 5, God gives us a huge principle to help us in this financial area of life. Hebrews 13.5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, I will never leave you and never will I forsake you. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Contentment is huge. Sexual misconduct and money mismanagement destroy more marriages than anything else that marriage faces. So, dangers to watch out for, unrealistic expectations, and personal maturity issues. Make sure that you are ready, from a maturity standpoint, to take on the responsibility of marriage and another life that you become attached to. Number three, another danger to watch out for, are life-changing roles. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, through chapter 6 and verse 4, God describes for us the role of the husband and the wife and the parents. We will talk about that extensively in later sessions. But here's the bottom line. You have to watch out for the danger of life-changing roles. What am I talking about? When you get married, you become a husband or you become a wife, and eventually you may become parents. All three of those positions have roles associated with them, responsibilities. And right now, as a single person, you don't have those responsibilities. But if you get married, your role in life changes. And you have to beware of the danger of not being ready for that. And so, um, you need to be ready to take on those responsibilities. Number four, loose sexual standards. In Hebrew chapter 13, and verse number four, God says this, Marriage should be honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. 
God has a very clear standard for sexuality. Sexuality inside of marriage is a wonderful thing, and it's blessed by God. Sexuality outside of marriage is a sin, period. Now, it's no different than any other sin. However, the consequences vary based upon the types of sins that we commit. If a man commits murder and is convicted of it, he either spends life in prison or is executed. If a man steals a bag of bubble gum, it's a misdemeanor, there's a small fine, and, and maybe a few days in jail or just a fine. Okay, so sin is sin. Wrong is wrong to God. But the consequences of those sins may vary depending on what they are. You have to be careful about the danger of loose sexual standards in your life now and possibly loose sexual standards that maybe you used to have in your life years ago. Those can create some real issues in marriage. And so we need to talk about those and be prepared for those, and we will spend the session on that. And then finally, past experiences and circumstances. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 says that our past experiences, God uses those. He comforts us in those so that we can help others by using our experience. Um, A bad home life, no clear role model, sin that still carries guilt that you've never dealt with. All of these past issues can create a real challenge when it comes to a new married relationship. So, what can we expect? The ideal or or the real issue with this lesson is trying to understand what to expect when you get married so that you're not caught off guard with unrealistic expectations. Once again, please take some time to go through the personal application and private meditation sections uh, and talk about this together um, as we prepare and continue to learn and talk about marriage. See you next time.